0: The Minnesota Vikings beat the Chicago Bears 29-13 to finish the 2022 regular season and finish with a 13-4 and record. Welcome to the post-game report, courtesy of Mystic Lake, the official playoff partner of the Minnesota Vikings. So the Vikings finished 13-4, and first-year head coach Kevin O'Connell, somebody from whom you'll hear coming up shortly, um, a first-year head coach, now granted it's a redo with talent, and a good quarterback. However, 13 and four in your first year, that's a phenomenal job.
1: No, it, it really is, and it's a credit to to Cozy Adolfo Mensa and some of the moves that he made as the general manager and and for Kevin O'Connell to come in here and do that. He, there was definitely a, a, a spark, right? There was definitely something that he brought to the table that uh, propelled this team, the new offensive system. Uh, You know, and and our star players are playing well. Cousins is playing well. Jefferson had a great season. So, yeah, overall, you have to be happy. I mean, if you'd have said 13 and 4 before the season started, I, you know, that, I thought, I'd say that was aiming high, right? You know, a little bit over expectations. But that's awesome. Division champions, though. First year. So, he set the bar. He set the bar for himself pretty high, and it's this team, and, you know, it bookend the season with the multiple score victories, which was nice, and here we go. That's playoff time, and let's get ready.
0: And um, as of this recording of the postgame report, the Cardinals and San Francisco 49ers had not, have not played. So, you know, we, we're going to be flying back from Chicago and uh, the game today was at Soldier Field. Vikings beat the Bears. Bears finished 3-14 and on a 10-game losing streak, longest in the history of the team. Uh, rooting for Arizona so the Vikings could be the two seed. Why is that important? Because next week when they play in the wild card round, if they beat that team, then they get the next game at home in the divisional round. But the uh, uh, the 49ers prohibitively favored over the Cardinals. Assuming they beat the Cardinals, we will be the three seed. We will hook the Giants as the sixth seed. And that game will be at U.S. Bank Stadium. Minnesota Vikings back in the playoffs for the first time since 2019 when they went down to New Orleans and uh, walked off on the New Orleans Saints and uh, then went to uh, Santa Clara and lost to a Niners team that went to the Super Bowl and almost won the game. It was a very good Niners team. It will be the first home playoff game since 2017 in the Minneapolis Miracle how um, how prime do you feel this team is for the postseason given uh, the situation of right tackle no Brian O'Neill Outo in the mix
1: yeah I mean that's it would, that's what was so huge for Outo today is get you know get these snaps knock off as much rust as he possibly can and um, you know get ready for that playoff game so uh, you know you're gonna have some changes with the offensive line especially so it's not exactly the same team that the Vikings are going to field offensively, especially against the you know the New York Giants. But yep. uh, overall, uh, you know we we know what uh, Wink Martindale does on defense. Yep. He blitzes. He didn't blitz much the first go around against us. Here it comes. It'll be very interesting to see. I think yeah, with the offensive line situation, that's probably going to change, and it's going to be. You know, pin their ears back and try to get after Kirk Cousins.
0: And um, we'll talk a little bit more about Kirk Cousins, and we'll also hear him speak coming up shortly on the post-game report. Likewise for head coach Kevin O'Connell, Ron Johnson with his three takes. But let's begin with uh, the winning formula. Uh, excuse me, let's begin with between the lines. Between the lines, Ben Lieber and Gabe Henderson.
2: 29-13 to is the final score here at Soldier Field as the Minnesota Vikings finish 13-4 for the regular season, 13 wins, the first time since 2017 this Minnesota Vikings team has finished with that number of wins. Uh, ben, uh, we knew it going into this game that the Minnesota Vikings starters weren't going to play much. Uh, they mm-hmm. played the first half, 225 uh, total yards for the offense. Uh, KJ Osborne, over 100 yards in the first half. Uh, you did an interview to end the game on the field for KFAN postgame radio. Just your thoughts when you talk to him on his
3: performance. It just seems like whenever we need a guy like that to step up and hit, specifically he steps up i mean he's he's been great you know he had a good game last week the indie game he went crazy. Crazy, crazy and then you look at both maybe uh both both Detroit games home and away he had a really big impact and so if if jj is getting bottled up and now if hawkinson's going to get bottled up You know we all know we can get out of Thielen, but you know we're always just hoping for this other x factor and throughout the whole season he's been that and so just love to see him uh get wide open i'd love to see him breaking tackles i mean that's the one thing that i think is the hidden yards with kj osborne he's a hard guy to tackle great lower body strength breaks a lot of tackles so i'm happy for him
2: happy for him for sure and happy for uh, alexander madison Uh, Mm -hmm. his first two touchdown game today Uh, just another great performance by him dalvin cook is you know already the starter already over a yards But this was a game where you want to see some of those guys who, you know, I wouldn't say they are the backups, but they don't get as many reps or as many targets as yeah. some of those uh, one and two
3: guys. Yeah, I mean, pretty much around the league, everybody's got a one-two punch, yeah. and we certainly have a great one-two punch, maybe the best in the league. And, you know, especially when Dalvin, you know, goes down, looked like he banged his left knee yeah. a little bit on the ground, uh, got checked out. No no big deal. We saw him late, come back later in the game. But, you know, when you need a, a running back to go in and spell a guy, even mm-hmm. if it's just for a series, um, it's great that you don't feel like the production is ever going to drop off. Right. You know that um, he's going to go out there and Alex is going to run for all those hard yards. Mm-hmm. He's going to create opportunities when sometimes an opportunity isn't there. That's what Dalvin's great at. Yeah. You know, he can find a hole sometimes when there isn't a hole. But there's a different dimension to the way madison runs yeah. and he's become a real threat out of the backfield as well so um just another great performance out of him and, and, it, and it makes me smile thinking yeah. about what we have going in the playoffs going into the playoffs
2: uh that was the ultimate goal was uh, winning the nfc north get yourself into the playoffs we did that i, I believe week 14 of course mm-hmm. you wanted to do it a little bit earlier but who cares? You're in the playoffs. But at the same time, uh, coming into this game, uh, the, the vibe was a little bit different. It was a little bit lousy. The atmosphere wasn't the, mm-hmm. the greatest. Uh, usually behind us, there's ropes to block off fans. Yeah, they didn't care. There were no yeah. ropes. Yeah, they didn't so, care. So you know going into this game that you would have to get yourself up if you were this Minnesota Vikings team. For you, seeing how the Vikings came out early, how, how impressive was that for you just to see that they didn't let the atmosphere get to them?
3: Well, not only the atmosphere, um, just the whole week of build-up. You know, all all everybody asked about was just playing time for the starters. This is kind of a meaningless game. Mm. Do you even want to win this game? you want to be the number two seed? You know, if we're going to face the Giants, a lot of people are saying, like, well, maybe that's the better matchup anyway at the number three seed. So... There's a lot of that narrative they had, and that's and that's a, a distraction right. going into your preparation. So I, I was really, really impressed with the way we, we came out with a sense of urgency, mm-hmm. the way our offense executed. Um, I think the pass blocking early on could have been a little bit better. Kirk got hit a little bit too much, I think, when he was delivering the football. But by and large, um, we had some... You know, good yards on the mm-hmm. ground and we were getting it done through the air yeah. so the offense looked great and our defense played really well as well for sure and i uh, i
2: know going into this game we went into knowing okay is justin Fields going to play is he not going to play mm-hmm. but today we left this game talking about the chicago bears dj um <laughs> he was on point all he day you, you talked about him on the minnesota vikings radio network but uh i, I just like the vibe and the atmosphere of just like how the the ambiance was here just with everybody knowing that hey You know, Chicago Bears, we kind of want to lose this game so we can get the number one overall pick, which they did. Yes, they did clinch it. Yes. But understanding that, just the vibe of just this year, um, I feel like it was kind of summed up in today's game. Would you agree?
3: Yeah, I will say I'll get another shout out to whoever the Bears in Stadium DJ is. (laughs) I mean, this was this stadium was probably 75 percent full, you know, if I'm being generous and they were kind of snoozy. But he, he did not go through the motions. He, he brought it as if it was a playoff game yeah. for the Bears. And he had me dancing on the sideline. Yeah. I was feeling really good about uh, our situation. But, no, to get, to get back on track here, I mean, it was, it, it, it's an incredible – it's a remarkable season mm-hmm. when you think about it. You know, uh, there's so many people giving, let's say, Jacksonville from last night. They 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 won the game. They won the AFC South. Mm-hmm. They get in the playoffs. And everybody's talking about how great, how incredible is that Doug Peterson goes in there, in there on year one. Year one. And wins the division. Then they go to the playoffs. Uh, hello? Hey, Kevin O'Connell is uh, here. Our, 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 what have we been doing all, all right. season long? All right. Our, our guy comes out of the gate as a first-year head coach mm-hmm. with a young staff. Mm-hmm. And... He just keeps winning games, winning games, winning games. And then we're clinching our division with weeks to go in the season. Right. So, you know, for for as much credit and it's due mm-hmm. for those guys down in Jacksonville, I think we should be getting even more than that. And it maybe doesn't really feel like the narrative is that mm-hmm. right now going into, uh, into the playoffs right now at the end of the regular season. But I think that people have to give us the respect yeah. because it's been earned. Um, they've played a lot of close games. I understand the point differential, all that stuff. But we're winning or what games. Is a win? oh, we're winning games, yeah. and we've got a lot of a lot of good things to to be excited about as we play next week. Going into this offseason, uh right before
2: Kevin O'Connell got hired, Kwasi Adolfo Mensa talked about a competitive rebuild and yeah. what that looked like was not turning this roster entirely over, but getting some guys in here to make plays to be effective. Zadarius Smith, for example. Yeah. Jordan Hicks, for example. Those guys still healthy at this time of the year going into the playoffs. You've been in the playoffs plenty of plenty of times. Understanding that, what what is so much different about playing in a big time regular season game mm-hmm. versus playing a home playoff game?
3: Well, let me just say this to add to a couple of another player, Duke Shelley. Oh, absolutely, Duke, Duke Shelley. They brought in you know about a, a what a third, a quarter of the yep. way into the season was on practice squad for a little bit. They thought, oh, maybe we can get some yeah. some cute reps out of him on defense and maybe some special teams. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much solidified the other corner spot yeah. uh, opposite Patrick Peterson and has done a really good job. Yep. So, got a pick uh, today. You know those guys in the scouting departments, all that stuff, did a tremendous job and and developing him within the scheme yeah. as well has been great. But you know everything does change you know when they when they kick off next week in the playoffs it is an the the, the amplitude for the intensity mm-hmm. for everything for the importance of every snap i think one of the hardest things to do is to play relaxed mm. and to play free because that's what got you to this point mm. just because the speed and intensity ratchets up another notch it doesn't mean you tighten up mm-hmm. you got to somehow relax your shoulders and keep playing free mm. and uh and that's really hard when you know that you lose and you're out yeah. and and only winners advance and so um you know Finding that right balance of being keyed up, yeah. playing with a higher sense of urgency, but still not letting your production or execution fall off.
2: Yeah, and uh, understanding that you have to get wins week in and week out to get to the pl- get to the ultimate goal. Uh, that's what this Minnesota Vikings team plans to do. Uh, but U.S. Big Stadium is going to be loud. It's going to be packed. It's going to be rocking. Uh, but, Ben, before we get out of here, and Vikings fans, I want you to put in the comments also my, my question to Ben. Ben, favorite moment of the regular season thus far? Go.
3: Uh, my favorite moment was going, going into Buffalo and getting yeah. that win. I mean, I know that we can talk about a historic comeback mm-hmm. with the Indianapolis Colts, but to be in Buffalo, it even we even got a little bit of snow flurries, mm-hmm. so we got a true Buffalo experience. Yep. To be down and out and truly felt the weight and the gravity of like, man, here we are going against one of the best teams in the NFL. Not even you know, regardless of conference, mm-hmm. this is like one of the best teams in the NFL in their place. And with a great crowd, and to win in the way that we won, you know the fumble by Josh Allen, the incredible catch by Justin Jefferson, uh, you know Dalvin taking that that little slip screen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, it was it was like something I'll never forget.
2: You'll you'll never forget that moment, and uh, just the fact that that was honestly in my opinion our first true win because the yeah. previous games we were playing against backup quarterbacks no one really gave us a chance yeah and the fact that you get josh allen uh yeah he had a banged up shoulder but he still threw for and ran oh, for however he looked 100 percent. looked 100 percent, and you still get a win in that moment uh you you can't you can't make it up so this has just been a, a magical season uh an exciting season a historic season and um Looking forward to to running this thing back in the playoffs starting next week. At it's home. not over yet. It's not over. It's not over it's yet. It's not over. Vikings fans, looking forward to seeing you at US Bank Stadium next Saturday, next Sunday. We don't know the schedule just yet, but just show up, show up and scream as loud as you can, and make sure the team in purple finishes the game against it with the win. For Ben Lieber, Ryan O'Neill, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you again for tuning into another edition of Between the Lines, fueled by Gatorade. Thirteen to four, baby. go, baby. <laughs>
0: Uh, from a Vikings defensive standpoint heading into the postseason, uh, Zadarius Smith and uh, Harrison Smith did not play today and both absolutely are expected to play in the home game. Uh, wild card round probably against the Giants, but who knows? This Vikings defense has given up the third most yards of any Vikings defense in the history of the team. Uh, but still, they've made big plays when they've needed to, mostly at the ends of games. How do you feel about this defense into the postseason? Well, I
1: think our, you know. Our, I think we know what our defense is, and that's when we can get pressure on the quarterback, um, and you know, turn though turn that pressure into interceptions. Um, you know, we, we win we win football games, and that's going to be kind of the key. I think for today, you know, if anything, you walk away from this game feeling good about Duke Shelley. You're feeling you know feeling he's on a, he's on a little bit of a stroll, right. or Momentum going into the postseason. Um, he fought his way to become a starter and then held on to it. Right, Cameron Danceler's back. He's he's pretty much healthy. He was last week, and Shelley right. still got the nod. And then they get that interception today. Uh, it's going to build his confidence uh, for what I believe is his first career playoff game. Uh, and that's really that's the position. We've had a lot of injuries at that spot, uh, but Duke Shelley has done a very very nice job. He's come a long way since uh, you know since we played the New England Patriots.
0: And uh, Duke Shelley, indeed, with that interception, the first of his career, and his first in, in four years, in fact, a little more than four years. Uh, his last interception was when he was at Kansas State, and he picked off a quarterback for Oklahoma State twice. So good job by Duke Shelley to uh, get that interception while covering uh, Chase Claypool and a uh, pass from Tim Boyd. And uh, watching all of that was Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. He'll finish his first year as head coach at 13-4, and and uh, following the game, KOC had this to say.
4: All right, guys, uh, just quick update. Uh, Sully, uh, Channon Sullivan, uh, just kind of you know, dealing with a little bit of a uh, knee contusion. He should be good to go. Um, you know, give him a lot of credit for uh, he potentially could have gone back in the game, uh, but with where we were at, making sure we got him out of there. And then Dalvin Cook just took a cleat. Um, you know, to the leg at one point, and uh, he should be 100% and, and good to go. So across the board, we played a lot of players today, uh, wanted to get our, you know, starters off to a good start, thought offensively. Um, outside of that early fumble turnover, we really uh, moved the ball well and give ourselves a chance to score points defensively. Um, I thought we did some really good things, you know, at the line of scrimmage. I thought our guys were flying around, um, even being down a few starters to start the day. Um, and then special teams made their impact uh, with some quality play across the board. Um, anytime you only punt one time in the last, you know, one minute of the game, whatever it was, it's a quality day. I, I give a lot of credit to our some of our depth players, um, guys like Nick Mullins. You know, uh, I thought Alex Madison. We consider him kind of a one A one B type. Ran really hard. Uh, KJ Osborne, big day. Um, And then you just look at guys like Jalen Naylor, Ty Chandler, Kinney, some of the young guys up front we got involved and then defensively, same thing, just a bunch of, you know, players we're looking forward to seeing play uh, a long time for us getting some valuable reps and contributing to a win. Uh, Our 13th win, not something I take for granted at all. I'm proud of our team and and now hopefully we can have our best week of preparation and and go put together our best performance of the season uh, next week at home back at US Bank Stadium.
1: Kevin, in terms of workload for the starters, was the plan all along kind of to give up one half, or was that going to be dependent on how the game went? Um,
4: it w- it would have been, if, if we, sorry, if we didn't turn the football over there, I, I, the expectation was hopefully we could drive and score uh, maybe on our first three possessions, whether you're talking about 20 points or 17 right there, you know, late in the first half, it would have been a discussion in my mind. Uh, and with the staff of, of what we wanted to do but uh, felt it's just the there were some things we wanted to get comfortable with Chris Reed at Center and the communication and and just some different things we were uh, making sure we used the opportunity for today to not only compete to get our 13th win but um, you know get a lot out of today uh, in our preparation for next week My question is along those lines, some of the players talked about getting a bad taste out of their mouth from Green Bay. Do you think by playing pretty well, you guys accomplished that got maybe a little bit additional momentum going again for the playoffs? I think so. I mean, the goal was coming into today is how many times can we stack positive plays together? And I think that's um, outside of some self-inflicted things, the fumble and and the interception. Offensively, I thought we stacked good plays, even when um, there were some you know, exotic kind of DB pressures to, you know, try to stop some of our run game. Um, we were able to overcome those things. I think back to that first third down of the game to KJ, you know, we've got TJ and, and Justin Jefferson on the low part of that coverage and Kirk able to see the top shelf and attack downfield from a clean pocket. Um, that play, regardless of when that play happens, that plays a positive play for us moving forward. So, a lot of things like that, Chris, uh, that I think are, are absolutely something we can. Uh, you know build upon knowing what of what what type of season it is now um, nothing else matters than our organization putting our best foot forward uh, this week with everything we got coaches players um, everybody who supports our team this is uh, we're now into what we've talked about for a while which is one game seasons nothing else matters at this point
5: Kevin, how much uh, did it Uh, I guess what could you pick up on from the offensive line and just them kind of gelling together in these reps
4: that they were able to get? Yeah, it's exactly that. You know, there's some communication things that with a defense like that, with the type of movement that you see up front, there's some targeting conversations that are going on up front there, and then there's the post-snap reactions, and that's what I wanted to see. Could we be physical? Um, Could we, you know, win the line of scrimmage despite you know, kind of, uh, you know, that moving target sometimes changing the math at the line of scrimmage that they try to do. And our guys handled it well. They really did. And uh, credit Chris Cooper and, and Justin Riscotti. Just the physicality that I felt, even as we got into some of our depth uh, there, I, you know, I was really, really proud of those guys. And then Dalvin, Alexander, Kinney, Ty, uh, all making a physicality type of, you know, uh, running back room show up today, which is what they wanted to do. How about C.J. Ham, both in the run and pass game, showing up for us. So just, I think this is a game that we'll turn on the tape and see a lot of guys grading out really well across his, all three phases of our team. Um, and hopefully, everybody that played in the game feels like I'm ready to roll and, and help us win a game next week and, and hopefully on from there. Kevin, the sequence of the other first half looked like Matt Eberfluss was over, talking to the
1: officials before they, they throw the flag and then call the twelve on the on the field penalty there. What
4: was your vantage point of that? When did you find out, I guess? that it- I found out right in the locker room. Um, uh, we, we did not handle that situation um, as cleanly as we wanted to as an offense. Uh, that was a scenario where maybe we, you know, we want to uh, obviously have the May Day field goal team ready to go. That's what we call it, running in there um, with the clock running. Uh, the urgency of all 11 guys getting off, but then also um, thought it was a situation maybe the ball could have gone either in the end zone or out of bounds and, and, and limit that situation. Um, and, and I got to do a better job in that moment making sure that all 11 guys out there know exactly what the situation is uh, but going in getting the three points and then uh, Coming back out finding out uh, in the locker room that we we lost that three points Luckily, we we're able to put a touchdown drive together to start the second half, but uh, we got that was a great opportunity for us to uh, Get a situation in that we really hadn't yet this year um, At least down in the low red like that and uh, thought we
5: could have handled it better Patrick Peterson and Duke Shelley recording interceptions today. Just, I mean, what, what's it like to see Duke Shelley get one of those? With what he's
4: contributed? To? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, he, you know, he got that ball uh, out on the field, and then we gave him a game ball in the locker room. Coming back here uh, to it, you know, to his former team. All that guys done since he got to Minnesota is be a great teammate, work incredibly hard, um, be reliable as 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 any player I've ever been around. Uh, he's as competitive as any player I've ever been around, and uh, he's an absolute joy to have on your football team. So I feel blessed and lucky to, to have um, benefited from Kwesi's guys, identify, identifying a player like that to add, and uh, just continue to hope for uh, Duke to uh, you know experience success here with us and, and continuing to be a big part of our defense. What was
2: your view on the big play to Osborne on the first drive, and just in general to put it into words? what he's made and what his contributions have done
4: from yeah him. you know to have his second you know second 100 yard game of the year um, going back to that play it was kind of a uh, you know a unique scenario where uh, we get in, in long yardage on uh, after a first down run where they fired a corner. Pressure um, that uh, they they get us behind the chains. We throw a screen to JJ on second down and thought there was a little bit more there. You know, maybe we could get it all back right there, but when we don't, hey, everybody just be poised, calm, and we call the concept where where KJ is really running uh, the top shelf route, the deep route right there, and we put TJ and Justin underneath that deep route to if it did justify them playing a little bit more coverage to the underneath part of the field, uh, we thought KJ would have a great chance down the field. Kirk saw it in rhythm, great protection, and, and threw an absolute dime. Um, so I think that day that got him going. And then one of the things about KJ is he has so many jobs in our offense. You know, this, it, his second long completion there down the bare sideline, he's bluffing as if he's blocking. Uh, one of our bubble screens or receiver perimeter screens gets behind the defense and Kirk finds him for another big play. So what I'm saying is his role is an evolving thing, snap in and snap out. He's incredibly valuable to me as the play caller, but uh, also to the other ten guys in our huddle, knowing the different jobs he's going to do. But when he's called upon, he's ex- as explosive uh, and reliable as anybody we have. what do you think of the efficiency that Kirk Cousins showed today? Did it kind of put a cap on the regular season that he had? Yeah, I thought he – I told him uh, when we when we took him out of the game, I thought it was just another great example of you know his just continued ownership of what we're doing, um, his accuracy, his ability to distribute the ball and play um, at a high level for us. Um, I'm really proud of what Kirk's done this year. Uh, I think he's his own hard, hardest critic on himself sometimes, um, which I think is what makes him a special player and will continue to grow within this offensive system. And, and he's ready to to go play ne- go play well next week, and he'll be a huge reason um, why. Hopefully, we're able to have success in the playoffs. What do you think you'll be doing for the next couple of hours? Are you gonna follow the 49ers' score closely, or what are you gonna do exactly? Yeah, pro- you know, probably not. To be honest, what I wanted to do was, you know, get our team, uh, our 13th win today. You know, have everybody available and, and ready to play. Uh, which I give our coaching staff a ton of credit to be able to sustain and still score and move the ball and get stops and do the things we did in the second half, Uh, you know, well, getting out of here pretty healthy and and ready to roll for next week. That was goal number one. And then getting that 13th win was very important to all of us in this locker room. So um, I'll probably take a look at the scores here and there, but uh, we know uh, we're going to be getting a game at U.S. Bank Stadium either next Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You never know. Um, what I would just say is the fans have been huge for us all season long and uh, our guys, our team, our coaching staff, we're all incredibly excited to get back in front of them um, for our, you know, our, to open the playoffs here. So it'll be huge for us. Appreciate you guys and uh, you know, look forward to next week. And do you expect to have Zadarius Smith available for the playoff game next weekend? Yes, I do. zadarius was, uh, you know, he dealt with a personal matter um, that, uh, you know, we were in communication the whole time. He actually got back to Chicago last night um, and here, was here for our team meetings and everything, um, and, and Zedarius uh, was not going to play today. Uh, regardless of the circumstances, we wanted to get him rested and ready to go as one of our premier defensive players. So uh, we expect to, uh, you know, hopefully be able to have our entire uh, roster at our disposal to, of available guys. There's a couple guys that are working like crazy to try to be back from injury. Um, we'll keep you guys posted on that, but uh, very much looking forward uh, to potentially getting some guys that were down today back um, and uh, having everybody available that we can next week. Well, uh, he, so uh, has fly home with you guys, tonight. he's with us, yeah, he'll fly home with us, yes. So, I assume Harrison, Harrison Smith, he's okay. Yes, he's, you know what, Harrison just uh, post practice kind of wanted to get something checked out and uh, just played a lot of snaps for us this year and just had a little soreness in there. Uh, This was the time, in my opinion, um, to to try to give him – Uh, give him the weekend and and make sure he can turn over and uh, I imagine Harrison would tell you right now he's going to be ready to roll when uh, our practice week starts and then Bradbury yeah Bradbury's the one that uh, he's been you know working his tail off and um, there's a you know there's a chance we'll have him next week that is totally to be determined on how he responds to getting some real practice reps uh, in his preparation for next week so it's it's really something I'll update you guys on as the week goes on. Thank you.
0: Well, Kirk, thanks. That's your reason you're getting there. Uh, Kirk Cousins. uh, Kirk played the first half. Nick Mullins played the second half. Uh, Kirk uh, unfurled the most attempts by any quarterback in a season in the history of Minnesota Vikings football. And he completed that in 16 games. So he had that into today's game. Uh, A lot of passing. You got an offensive head coach who used to be a quarterback. So it's not super surprising. But uh, Cousins. Into the postseason with a home game, JJ by his side. What do you think?
1: Uh, I like it. You know, you got to like that part of it, and and that connection is going to have to be there. And you know, our offense is going to have to continue to roll. You know, Dalvin Cook at the running with the running game, Um, but for Cousins, you know, we saw I think a lot, and it was really the last time. Well, the last game that we were offensively on um, firing on all cylinders was the Giants game, right? So you hopefully can pick up ironically where you left off with that team right And uh, so still first year' in a system, they're still I mean they're still learning, they're still figuring things out as they go. Um, and uh, you know you just it's just the turnovers, you know stop the turnovers, limit the turnovers. those are the things that kind of come back to bite you. And that starts with protection, and that goes to the offensive line. I mean, it's it's that circular yin and yang thing that we've got to get ready for for the playoff game.
0: And um, in fairness to uh, to the competitive nature of the NFL, and you know, competitive balance, and just um, giving a team a chance. If Arizona somehow beat San Francisco, uh, and and again, we're taping this before that game is played, well then, as the two-seed, the Vikings would get the seven-seed, and that's either going to be Seattle, Detroit, or Green Bay, so still some stuff to be uh, determined, including uh, the date and the time of the playoff game, but uh, we know one man will be there for sure. He's Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, and here he is.
5: Feel great to get a win in this league anytime you do it, uh, when you're on the road, in your division um, you know, it's satisfying. Um, you know, I'm I'm proud of the way we kind of, again, put together a good team performance, defense, made plays, offense, moved the football well, throwing it and uh, running it. And then special teams, uh, stood up and, uh, um, you know, I think it was a, uh, good start to the game, being able to hit that third and long to KJ and then the touchdown to Adam and, um, you know, getting really, I think only one punt in the game, which was good. I think if we had been better in the low red zone in the first half, I think that uh, um, you know, the game really would have felt even stronger. I think the low red zone performance in the first half was partly what um, you know you felt you left some stuff out there. But, uh, yeah, great to get a lot of different guys involved. Uh, um, the first half, you know, spreading it around to a few different guys receivers-wise, and then the second half getting a lot of other guys who haven't gotten as much opportunity in the regular season to play. It was great to see what they can do. Uh, or show people what they can do. So um, uh, great to get the 13 wins. I think it's only the third time that's happened in Vikings history in the regular season to have 13 wins. Um, so it's, you know, no small thing. But, um, you know, you understand now with the regular season behind us that it's really a one-game season now, and, um, and every week will be that way when you go to the playoffs. So um, we'll see what time we play, you know, Saturday, Sunday, what, what time kickoff is. It'll be interesting to see, and then that'll kind of affect our work rhythm this week as to when we get back into it and, and how we go about our, our routine. But, uh, um, you know, proud of the way we've played over these 17 games and um, and uh, got to build on it going to the playoffs. Take any questions you have? What was kind of the plan? Kirk, obviously, you just played the first half. I mm-hmm. mean, going in, was there
1: a certain plan that you knew of? How much you might
5: play? Yeah, there, there really wasn't. I think it was an awareness that we would like to uh, uh, play other players at some point in the game, uh, whether that's, you know, a half or a quarter or three I, we just didn't know so um, you go in there and you try to play as efficiently as you can for as long as you're in there and um, outside of the low red zone I think it was very efficient and then down in the low red zone it wasn't good enough so that's kind of my high high level takeaway from today. Kirk
6: what were the issues in the low red?
5: Yeah uh, uh, I took a delay a game my fault um, that set us back um, you know we had the cover zero where I didn't really work the right side versus cover zero Again, my fault. Um, uh, you know, we had a third down there where I threw it inbounds. You know, which then not prevent us from getting that field goal at the end of the half. Needed to throw the ball to the end zone or out of bounds instead of leaving it inbounds. So there were just a few uh, few plays there that um, we left some stuff, stuff out there. Kirk,
1: on the delay of game, what what was the conversation there with the officials? It looked like maybe they had <laughs> reset the play clock after. Yeah,
5: I, that's what I told them pretty passionately, but they told me I was wrong. So I. Went over to Brad and I said, I, I stand corrected. If you don't have to reset it, then you don't have to reset it. I'd really like you to reset it, but uh, I guess I can't make you. So, but then I said to him, I said, I think we still got the snap off if Kevin doesn't call the timeout. I understand why he called the timeout, but as difficult as you guys made it on me, we did still get it off. So, uh, um, yeah, tough to then burn that timeout and then not have it at the end of the half. So uh, that's where every play matters. Every play builds to the next one, and that's why you just can't afford to ever have one that doesn't go the way you, you need it to. Justin finished his regular season I think, 1,800-plus yards. I just wonder what's it been like to be along with him on that journey, contribute to it, and I think it's the, like I said, the fifth most in the NFL uh, he, You know, I, there's so many places I could go with that. Um, to stay healthy for 17 games and you're getting that many targets is so that's something I take for granted. I mean, I, you watch a lot of guys who get hurt and are out. So to know he's out there every week is, I don't take that for granted. Um, the different number of ways he's making those plays. You know, some of them are, you know, go balls. Some of them are, you know, a screen. Some of them are, you know, third down in traffic. So the versatility as a player that he affords us uh, as a receiver, where it's not just a, a certain trick that he that he does, but it's really the entirety of what you ask a receiver to do. Um, and then, you know, just the fact that he is only in year three. So, you know, challenging him as i challenged him after his rookie year and after his second year that it's very difficult to run it back and do it again. But that will always be my message to him is, you know, to just run it back and do it again is, um, is very challenging. And my 11 years looking back, very few guys are able to do it year after year after year. And if you can, you start to put yourself in rare air. And so far three years in, he's not only ran it back, but he's, he's been even better. And um, eventually we'll run up against the ceiling there probably. But, uh, um, you know, I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. And and then in in playoff football, right? I mean, when the lights get even brighter, you know, allowing him to shine there too. So excited for that and and the big games he has up ahead in his career. And um, so, so grateful that we drafted him, that we have him, and that um, I get to play with him and, and get to throw the football to him. How important was it just to get the bitter taste out from last week? Well, I think it's a part of when you play, you know, worse than you wanted, you know, you don't feel good all week and and you're disappointed and it kind of carries with you and to be able to come back out on the field and compete and play a cleaner game and and be sharp, I think it does help. But I don't think you ever forget what happened last Sunday or what happened week two against the Eagles. You never forget that and, and you you try to learn from it and use it to uh, be better moving forward.
3: Kirk, what do
6: you like most? Of what KJ has been bringing to the table yeah. this year? Especially some guys shrink yeah. um, under a guy like JJ. Yeah.
5: What's What's been really great about KJ's journey is the more we put on his plate, the more he shows he can handle it. So his rookie year, you know, we really didn't give him a big role. Last year, he started showing up more and more, sometimes on accident, where. You know, he's getting the ball, and we're not even expecting it, and he's just making plays. And then this year, kind of give him more, and he's handled it. And it, he shows it in OTAs. He shows it in training camp where you say, this guy is a real deal. And I, I have total confidence in him to kind of do it all as well when it comes to the different things you ask of a receiver. So, um, you know, I, I, I feel really good about our receiving group, um, Adam, KJ, and Justin specifically. And then, again, their ability, the three of them, to stay healthy the work that they put in to, to do that to stay healthy, it's a it's a huge blessing to me to go out there week after week and know that I have them with me.
1: Kirk, how do you feel about your regular season, and then now, first time you'll have a home playoff game for the Vikings? The need
4: to maybe take it to the next level in the postseason. Now.
5: Yeah, I think I think uh, 13 wins is an outstanding uh, year. Um, you know, when you look at a regular season, that's hard to do. Uh, doesn't just happen. So I'm um, proud of the way we fought. Proud of the way we fought to, you know, get those wins that were hard earned, and um, and then the playoffs. You know, you kind of throw the records out at that point. You know, you got a home game, and then you just got to go play and and um, you know, earn it one play at a time. And it's uh, there's an intensity of the playoffs that you're aware of, and and it's pro football. You got to be ready to go.
1: How did you feel the communication was with the line with new guys kind of starting the game
3: for the first time there?
5: Yes, I think it was good work for us to be able to, um, you know, have them um, in there together as a unit uh, before the playoffs begin, and so um, I think it, it worked well. I think it worked well. It also was not the loudest environment here that um, you know may have made it a little bit easier, but I think they handled it well and. um you know, and we'll have another week of practice here to get everything locked in.
3: Kirk, you talked a bunch of year about your developing comfort in this scheme and system. Where do you feel now, and what is maybe the biggest
5: difference with the comfort now compared to earlier? That's a great question. Um, it's a gradual process. I I felt the Detroit game at Detroit. I felt like I kind of turned a corner a little bit there. I walked up the field and said, okay. This game kind of felt like it, it used to feel when I was in a system for two or three years where you start to really start to understand where we're trying to go with it. Um, but then you have, you know, setbacks and you have challenges. And even today in the low red zone, feeling like, ah, you know, I just I didn't operate well enough. So, um, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there, and uh, um, I'm excited for that continued time on task with Kevin as we move forward to just uh, uh, get better.
6: Okay.
4: How how was Irv for you today? I know you guys have been seeing him a little bit in
5: practice, getting out there again today. Yeah, great to have him back. And uh, uh, he's such a great athlete, and again, another versatile player who can help us in the run game, can help us in protection, and can run just about every route in the route tree. So, and made a really difficult catch today uh, on a low cross. So, um, you know, love his game, and, and he's another player who you know, going to the playoffs, you say, hey, this is a guy who's been in these situations before been in the fire with us for a long time, and as a result, you really feel a comfort level of being able to lean on him um, when you get in those big moments. All righty. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
0: Ron Johnson offers three takes each and every week with the post game report,
6: and here's RJ. Thanks, B.A. Well, this is Ron Johnson coming to you from the KFAN studios, and these are my takeaways from the game today. Well, first off, the Vikings won 13 games. Now, their point differential... Not what you would expect from a 13-win-10 but team, but who cares? They won 13 games. They're headed to the playoffs. Still trying to figure off seeding. But here's my takeaways. Now, I know the starters only played a half, but this is what's crazy about that. K.J. Osborne, five catches, 117 yards on six targets. At one point, he was three catches and 103 yards in the first half. K.J. Osborne, and I said this time and time again, he deserves way more targets. He deserves just as many targets sometimes as Adam Thielen. Why? Because teams are keying in on Justin Jefferson. So if they're going to key in on Justin Jefferson, who's going to be open? K.J. Osborne and Adam Thielen. K.J. Osborne has shown he's reliable. He can make big plays in big moments. And today is just another showing to Kirk Cousins that he can trust on him in the playoffs. Again, that's five catches for 117 yards. That's my first takeaway from today's game. My second one, C.J. Ham's usage. Now, I know all season he hasn't been used a ton, but four catches and 47 yards for a fullback – that's big. That's also another leading into the playoff type of scenario where it's like, hey, look, if we need another guy, C.J. Ham could be that guy. He could be the additional blocker. He can help you out in screens. Run after the catch. C.J. Ham is hard to bring down. So I hope to see more C.J. Ham usage in the playoffs. But C.J. Ham's four catches, 47 yards for a fullback, that was huge. And my last takeaway from today's game. Time of possession. Now, again, we don't know if the Bears were even trying to win that game, but it seemed like early on they were trying. The Vikings dominated the time of possession 36 minutes and 36 seconds. 36-36. I don't know if that's an omen or something, but they dominated to the Bears 23 minutes and 24 seconds. The defense only allowed 141 pass yards, which was huge. You look at third downs. They only allowed two converted third downs, which is why they had to punt. And the Vikings' offense – Stayed on the field. They were very efficient. They only punted the ball one time. Ryan Wright was sitting there probably just having some sunflower seeds and relaxing because he didn't have to do a ton of work today. He only had one punt. And so if the offense can continue that, that is momentum. That is confidence going into the playoffs. And those are my three takeaways from today's Vikings game. The Vikings defeat the Bears to finish the season 13-4. and And now it's on to the playoffs. Back to you guys at the stadium. So the
0: Vikings finished the season 13-4. and four. They sweep the Chicago Bears for a second consecutive year. Uh, they will finish division play 4-2, and two, which is fantastic. Uh, they won all their home games. They lost at Detroit, lost at Lambeau, won at Soldier Field. And now the postseason. Any final thoughts heading into the postseason?
1: Well, it's, you know, for, for those who haven't experienced it, it's, it's everything ratchets up. There's nothing like that excitement. I cannot wait to hear U.S. Bank Stadium how loud it's going to be, how fired up everyone's going to be. The game planning takes a whole new level, the intensity takes a whole new level. You know, and 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 what you do in the regular season is great, but what you do in the playoffs, that is what you're remembered by. And so that's it's our our, our stars have to step up. So Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Zadarius Smith, I mean the guy the the people who are the stars of this team need to step up and have some of their best games coming you know, coming up in the next few weeks.
0: Uh, well, how, in closing, you know, before we hear KOC from the locker room, very celebratory locker room, regular season's over, here comes the playoffs, how do you factor in the head coach, KOC, offensive coordinator Wes Phillips, quarterback's coach Chris O'Hara, uh, Tyler Williams, who leads the sports performance and training. You know, they all won the Super Bowl just last year. So – you know, I would imagine they have things that that they've held on to during the course of the season, and things they've set up. You know, I mean, just it's winning the Super Bowl last year. They know what that feels like, and what the drama's like, and and what the intensity's like. How how much how much of a factor or benefit is it for us? To have that Super Bowl winning equity from just last year on our side.
1: Well, it's huge. I mean, and that it, it, that's one of the reasons why Kevin O'Connell got the job to begin with is that he had been down that road. He'd been through the playoffs. He knows what changes and what things need to do. What you need to do to to get yourself through the playoffs and and you, all the the different plays that you've been running all season long. Your go to plays and what's the next curve and what's the what's the next you know. Punch off of each and every one of those. So uh, he's been through it uh, as a, as an offensive coordinator. Now he gets to do it as a head coach. I mean, Donatel he's been in many postseasons as well. I mean, so oh yeah, multiple these, Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, wins. these guys all know. Good point. You know what they have and, and what they can add and what they need to bring in. Uh, they've all been through all. They've been all through it before. And like having that equity behind his name is a big reason why they brought Kevin O'Connell here. Now he gets to do it as the head coach, not just the offensive coordinator. And don't forget to listen to
0: all of the playoff action on your radio home for Minnesota Vikings football, KFAN and the Vikings Radio Network with Ben Lieber, Pete Bursich, and yours truly. That is the post game report provided by Mystic Lake, the official playoff partner of the Minnesota Vikings. The postgame report is a Curly Harris production. And for Pete Bursage, I'm Paul Allen. Here's KOC, Kevin O'Connell, head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, in the locker room immediately following the game.
4: Hey, I'll tell you something, fellas. When we talked last night we said every man up would have a role in helping us win this football game, all right? There's some things we can correct, but from an offensive standpoint, first and foremost, that, first, that last punt was our first punt. We were the only thing that stopped ourselves today. We could have rolled all day long with every possible player on the roster basically in the game for us. I can't tell you how proud I am of your preparation and taking it to the game and just consistently playing good ball. That was the hope for today. Hope number one. Give it up for the offense right there. (laughs) Defensively, I felt your physicality from the jump. I felt that all day long. We were down a couple guys, and whoever stepped in there just kept making plays. Josh Metellus with the C on his chest for the first time. for mm-hmm. All
3: right,
4: defensively, I got two game balls, all right? It was a group effort all the way around. Pat P got himself a pick. There was other plays made, turnovers on downs. But we got two guys in this locker room that used to be in the other locker room. Yeah. Oh, Duke Shelley. Yeah. Right yeah. and, then, and then the other guy, all year long inside force been a huge addition. Where's my man tonga? Tonga. All right. Special teams, we had a great day all the way around. Love what you guys are doing. You got back to the juice that you've always had. Back on the offensive side, his second career. 100-yard game of the season right now. Ended up with four different receivers, over 60 receptions for the season. Unbelievable year by this trigger man right here, but KJ Osborne, come get this thing right here. Last but not least, fellas. Listen to me, I will update you soon as we know when we're playing next week. It's possible we play Saturday, possible we play Sunday we will let you know all right the second I know you guys will know but here's what I want I want everything we got whether you play today or not everything you got's getting poured into this week you're going to get the same out of us as a staff and we're going to show up with our best collective effort as the Minnesota Vikings this next weekend when it matters the most we are primed and ready accomplishing all we did this year 13 wins in this league is not easy
5: to do give it up for yourselves one more time let's go a break on me Go ahead, Kurt. Go ahead, Kurt. Hey, great job, man. Way to go. We got one game season now. Let's go. Lock it in. Let's go. Vikes on three. One, two, three. Vikes. Hey, I'm